As many of you know, uh, Carolyn and Brian are not going to be returning uh, as lead pastors of the church, but that Angela and I, come August 1st, are going to be stepping in and taking over in that role. And so today we wanted to take this opportunity just to share with you the vision, some of our heart that we have for what we want to do here at Stockholm Community Church. And uh, lo and behold, as we prayed about this over the last month and then started talking about it the last few weeks, uh, God put the same thing on our hearts. And so it's pretty awesome. And anyone who's married know that coming together and having the exact same opinion about a path forward is not common, right? I have to hear someone says, yeah. Common <laughs> so, or easy. Easy or <laughs> common. To begin, at least. Yeah, yeah. So uh, God put that on our heart. So the, f- the theme verse for us and, and what we feel God is doing and wanting to do in us is up here on the screen. It's Ephesians 3, 2, which says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask, or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. So this is saying that God wants to do more than what we can think in our hearts or in our minds because we are also asking him, but we're not doing it in our power, we're doing it in his strength. And so that's what we want to encourage you with today is that God wants to do greater things in us. Stockholm Community Church, we've been around for three years now. We survived the pandemic. We made it through it. We, we may have had people move away, not quit the church, but move away because they went back home other places. So that's good. That's positive. But we are continuing to grow. We're going to continue to build on the foundation that, has, that we have laid together with the Duns and the Lawrensons because it's been a team effort. It's not been an individual effort. It's a team effort. And together we we collectively will continue to build on that and see the kingdom of God shown here in Stockholm. Amen? Because that's what it's all about. We gather together so we can grow in our faith, so we can then go out into the marketplaces, to where we work, into our families and our neighborhoods, and let people know about the love of Jesus. Amen? Mm -hmm. Amen. So we prayed, and we came together. So what did God tell you? And we kind of wanted to both spit it out at the same time. And we kind of did, because we don't always take turn when we talk. Maybe some of you guys have the same issue. Uh, And God said two things to both of us. Uh, What We asked the Lord the same thing. We said, God, what are we supposed to be like in this season? And what do you want us, how do you want us to lead in this next season? And he said two things. Uh, But with the scripture of Mark 12, verse 30 and 31, if maybe that's on the screen. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, and here comes the key, and with all your strength. Now it gets practical, right? With all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. So God said two things. We want you to anchor yourself and we want to anchor the church into community with me So that's exactly what Nyla said. Community with Jesus comes first. We're going to flip the message and talk about community with each other first. But the community with Jesus has to be authentic and strong first. But the second thing he did tell both of us is to focus on community with each other. And that's kind of cool because that is something that we've been known for 
A long time, right? We named the church Stockholm Community Church. Patrick remembers. We sat in that living room and we prayed for two years. Remember? Two years we prayed. We came up with words. We came up with visions. We dreamt big dreams. And we named the church Stockholm Community Church. Nothing else, right? And the Duns laid an amazing foundation to build community on. We had 120 people here our first service. It's not about the numbers. But it's about the feeling amongst those 120 people, the excitement, the authentic relationships that started building that first day. Um, so we know that most people in Stockholm, they already have their physical needs met. Not everyone, but most of them. Um, reports tell us, though, that Stockholm is one of the loneliest cities in the world. Reports tell us that psychological unhealth is, has the highest numbers here. That's not good numbers when we already have almost everything that we need. Very few of us go hungry. There's a population that goes hungry and we want to serve them and we want to be involved in that. But we want us a leadership team to serve you. And we know that this is a city that's very, very lonely. So today is Pentecost, right? So we got to talk about the Holy Spirit. And it's kind of funny because our scripture is actually from that. Uh, so it's in Acts chapter 2, verse 41, for the ones of you that would like to find it. Uh, it's not going to be up there, I'm told. Those who believed were baptized and added to the church. They joined with the other believers and committed themselves to the apostles' teachings and to the fellowship. They worshiped together regularly at the temple courts. That's the church, right? Sometimes we make the Bible a little bit too Bible-y. But temple courts, that's the church. That's right here. At Olvik's Kulturhus, they met regularly and they worshiped. But they also met in small groups in homes for communion, and they shared meals with great joy and thankfulness. Listen, these guys did not have to be told to share life together. No one was telling them, hey, you got to go cook for each other. Sharon, make sure you bake extra cake when you come to Angela's Easter party. No one asked them to do that. But these um, disciples and these people, they knew because the Holy Spirit fell on them and they felt such unity that it was natural to come together. And that's what we want to build. We want to build a community where it's natural. Patrick and Christina Lawrenson, they live and breathe this. It's a lot about you today, Patrick. Because <laughs> we're going back to our roots, man. <laughs> yeah, no, they're awesome at this. They have lived and breathed community since the first day I met them. We've been in their house when it's been super clean and spotless. We've been in their house in the middle of moving and mess and crazy. And we do life together. And that's what we want to build with all of you. And we want you to build it with each other. Church can never be about a building. Never about a building. It can't be about all of its and meeting here. It can't be about that. It has to be about you. Church is people, Right? God came to dwell in us, not in a building, right? He had already dwelled in tents and other things, right? But now he came to dwell in us. So church has to be about us. So I kind of got corrected the other day. I was speaking at a board in Florida. Uh, Carolyn's going to listen to this message, so she's going to laugh now. There was this other missionary that was talking about uh, his ministry in Panama. And he said, I planted this church, Angela. It was really cool. It was under a mango tree. Okay, you planted a church under a mango tree. So how did it go? Did it go well? And he said, yeah, yeah, we're like 150 people in, we're just in a few months. It's going really well. And he said, oh, so now you have a building. 
And he looked at me, and he's like, no, we meet under the mango tree. No one cared about the building. No, one, no one's asking for a building. He's like, why would I waste my money on buildings? I, we meet under the mango tree. And I felt so convicted that community is not about four walls and a cool building. It's about you guys. And it's about me. And it's about Brandon. And it's about all of us together building a church and a ministry together. So now I'm going to get a little scientific because I asked Brandon, so how do we know scientifically that this community thing is actually the right thing to do? I mean, the Bible tells us to do it. That's nice. But what about science? Because I'm a science girl. So mental health statistics, uh, dot, I don't know, org slash UK, it's a legitimate uh, mental journal, mental health journal from the UK says this. Relationships and community uh, are the, sorry, I'll start over. Relationships are the one and the most important aspects of our lives. People who are more socially connected to family, friends, or their community are happier, they're physically healthier, they live longer, and they live longer with fewer mental health problems than people who are less connected to others. So now science and the Bible for once agree. That's kind of exciting to me. So coming together to support another will allow us to do three things. I don't know if the slides work anymore. But the first thing is learn. And it's important to be lifelong learners. We have a lot of teachers at this church, a lot of teachers. Maybe sometimes like 25% of our church are teachers. Like we have 10 or 15 of them, I think. Lifelong learning is important. So we encourage each other to grow in the Lord. During our community groups, Anybody remember them now? It feels like it's forever. But we have them now, but we're meeting together kind of in a smaller way. But we used to have pretty large community groups where we learned a lot. We dug deep into scriptures. And we started to share experiences combined with those scriptures. And so we learned from the Bible, but we also learned from each other's experience, which I thought was quite amazing. The second thing is gain strength. And now I'd like to get a little bit personal. Some of us have some broken relationships in our baggage, right? Some of us have failed relationships. Some of us have failed marriages, and that's hard. Some of us are estranged from our parents or children. Some of us have feuds with our siblings. I know I was a foster child, so my relationship with my parents took a while to heal, but now it's healed. But in this community, we desire for it to be authentic and real, where you come with your wounds. You don't put a Band-Aid on it and make it look cute. You come with all of your luggage, and we work together to learn and, and, and gain from God and move forward. Does that make sense? Yeah. We don't want you to put up a Band-Aid, put a lot of makeup on, and show up and look happy. If that's who you are, that's awesome. Everybody does not have broken relationships. Every, some people are just excited and ready to go for the next chapter in their life. And if that's you, that's awesome too. Authenticity is not always broken, right? We want to move to the next level. The third thing is that it shows the world exactly who God is. Because you are created in his image. And you show the world who God is. None of us can alone show the world who God is. But together, we can come together and show all the facets of who God is. Right? God is strong, and some of us are strong. 
God is beautiful. We're all beautiful. I'm going to claim that. But right? God has humor. Some of us are really funny. Right? Mm -hmm. God is a good teacher. Some of us are great teachers. All of those things. God is a father. Some of us are good fathers. God is a good mother, which is weird. But it is. He is, right? Because we are created in his image. So we all complete the picture of God. So that is the one thing that God told Brandon and I, that he wants to create authentic relationship here at Stockholm Community Church. Yes, to continue on with that, that that is a foundation from which we continue to grow. Didn't she do a good job? Woo! Yes, this is your first time sharing like this, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, and so, and our first time sharing together. So, uh, I look forward to putting you on the preaching schedule in the fall because these all these folks want that, right? Yes. You all want that? Angela. You want to hear from Angela? Yes. Less, more Angela, less Brandon. More <laughs> Angela, less Brandon. More. <laughs> all right, the boss told me to move on. All right, so we're talking about community, living together, doing life together. Uh, healing together uh, from a brokenness, but also dealing with questions together. Because how many of you question some of this stuff in the Bible? Okay, how many of you question sometimes, does Jesus really love me? Well, I do sometimes. But, he, but that's like, I know it's wrong, but sometimes I have those questions. And so we want to, in community, deal with questions that we also have. Because that's, we're not just saying, hey, you got to accept bing, bang, boom, and, and be done. We have to process through some of those things. Like Angela said, she's very scientific. So she likes to, to mull things over and over and, and, and tumble it around and again. Not just because it's like an OCD thing, but it's because she wants to examine all areas and understand the complexities and the rationale behind it so it can be firm with inside of her. Okay, so that's part of community as well. So community with each other, we've been fantastic at that. It's a foundation of who we are. We're going to build on it. And we also want community with Jesus. Amen? Jesus is the reason that we are here together. We don't want Jesus just here at church time. We want all of us to experience Jesus in an everyday, daily walk that Every day I'm walking and I'm talking with Jesus. And he's walking and talking with me. That we want all of you to experience that daily relationship with Jesus. And, and also here at church, we want to expand on our opportunity and our time to be with Jesus. I grew up in a church where after every message, there was a, a time at the altar. We had the little things on the ground that you can kneel at, or we turned around and knelt in our chair, but we spent time with Jesus hearing from God because when we are together as a body, there's something that just, there's a buzz, there's a, a, something that just happens in the atmosphere that God says, my people are together and I want to speak to them. We want you to hear from God. We don't want you just to be talking to God. We want you to also hear from God. And we think we can build that climate and that atmosphere. So, I mean, Patrick and I have had this conversation multiple times over these last few months that we love the opportunity of just spending time with God and in his presence. Responding in 2 Peter, Peter the disciple in uh, 1, 16 through 18, he's reminding the church that he's writing this letter to. He's telling them, hey folks, I've encountered the presence of Jesus. 
I've encountered not just Jesus physically, but I've encountered the presence of God, his father. He, and then he goes on to recall that Peter was there when the, the dove came out of, the, uh, out of heaven. The Holy Spirit came down representing God. And he, he heard the voice of God saying, This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. So Peter experienced the presence of God in that moment. But then Peter also says, I went up onto the Mount of Transfiguration. I went up on that hill with Jesus and James and John. And we saw the presence of God. We saw Moses and Elijah. They're talking to Jesus. I've experienced the presence of God, church. And guess what? I want you to do the same. Is what Peter is telling us and reminding us. Peter spoke from a firsthand experience. And church, we want you, the leadership team, not just Angela and I, but Patrick and Christina and Christiana, we want you to have a firsthand experience and encounter with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Not just a one-time experience, but an over and over and over again experience. I've felt the presence of God today. I've experienced Jesus talking to me. I've experienced his touch on my life today. And that's great for today, but tomorrow, I can't wait for what tomorrow is going to bring. What is Jesus going to do in my life tomorrow? Come on, church, you got to get a little bit excited about where God wants to take us. Not just us, not just Patrick, but us us collectively, right? Because we are a church and we're going to get on this journey together, right? We're on the same train. We're on the same tog. We're on the same bus. We're on the same plane. Or maybe we're walking together. But we're going to do this journey together. Peter wanted them to remember the power of being in the Lord's presence. And Peter's saying, guys, I want you to experience that same thing as well. Church, the presence of God is going to mark you. When you experience God's presence, you will be marked by it. I remember days being in my church in Missoula, Montana, experiencing the power and the presence of God. And there was nothing extraordinary. No one got up and preached a a wang-bang sermon and hit it out of the park or hit it out of the stadium or kicked the game-winning goal. There's no excitement like that, but it was just being in the presence of God. God's speaking to me. I remember going to camp when I was a kid and experiencing the presence of God. I, uh, to, last summer, I took Angela and Amelia and Elijah, but, you know, he's not going to remember anything right now. But I took them. We went to the same camp that I grew up going to as a young person. And I said, this area, these four or five chairs, somewhere in here is where God spoke to me and said, Brandon, you're going to be a pastor. At the age of 12, I remember God saying, this is where it was. And then I went and said, over here at the altar, over there, that's where I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. See, when we experience and when we are in the presence of God, it will leave a mark and a change on us. We can just look in the Bible for examples. Moses, when he went up onto the mountain and experienced God, he came back and the people said, dude, we need sunglasses because your face is so bright from the presence of God. And then Jacob, who became Israel, Jacob wrestled with an angel. He wrestled with God. And what did God do to him? He knocked his hip out. So he walked with a limp for the rest of his life. Why? 
Because it was the presence of God that changed him and marked him in a significant way. Uh, Angela mentioned it, the day of Pentecost. Today, we celebrate the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit visited those in the upper room. They were marked by that significant moment. So significant that it is written in the word of God for all of us for the ages to remember what God wants to do. The mighty rushing wind. Can you imagine if God's presence showed up in that way today for us? I might think my contacts are a little bit blurry because I might be seeing fire above people's heads. We might give some rationale thought, but God's presence can do great and mighty things in unexplained ways. Let's be ready for what God wants to do in, in us and through us and in us together. And then we also had Paul. Paul was blinded by the presence of God. Blinded by the light. Right? <laughs> But it's the presence of God that can mark us and change us and leave a significant moment in our life. Like the beginning of a chapter or an ending of a chapter or an era. Moments marked by the presence of God. We want, our leadership team so desperately wants you to experience the presence of God. I mean, Christiana has been teaching the kids all this last semester about being and experiencing the presence of God. We don't want our kids to just sing, Jesus loves me, this I know. But we want them to experience praying, praying for each other, laying hands and say, Jesus, I believe you're going to heal my friend today. And seeing kids through God's power and presence, healing, being healed. Wouldn't that be incredible? Our kids' ministry, all of a sudden, they run in and disturb the, the, the message because some kid that had fallen the week before and broke their arm, now all of a sudden, the cast fell off and they were healed. Wouldn't that be incredible? That'd be so crazy cool. We'd be marked by the presence and power of God. So it's not just a, a daily, but it's congregational, us coming together to also experience the presence of God. We want you to walk in his power the ability to be close to Jesus, to hear his voice, and then to be able to speak into the lives of others. Jesus said, if you spend time with me, you're going to be doing all these things that I did, everything that was written in here and more. If we just spend time with him. So come on, church, let's build community. Let's build on that foundation of, with each other. And then let's build on the intimacy with Jesus, building our community with Jesus. So, Angela, what do you think? What do you think God's going to do here at Stockholm Community Church in these coming days? So, we have another scripture. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We have big dreams. We know the statistics about Stockholm is that it's an incredibly lonely place. It's an incredibly lonely place, but we believe that through community, God can break that, that we no longer will see statistics like that. I know that this is brewing in many churches all over Stockholm, and it's kind of cool to hear. You see on Facebook, we're praying against loneliness today. Oh, really? That's awesome. You've also read all the statistics, perhaps. There's a, an evangelist that's going out and speaking about psychological unhealth, and he is praying against loneliness and creating community for the youth and for the people that are in more, um, I don't know, 
gangsters <laughs> kind of communities. Uh, so, so there's other churches that believe the same thing, and we want to come alongside them to see the statistics about loneliness break. And we also want people to, Angela came up with this phrase, change the chase. It's a message o all in its own, yes, I think. Yes, it is. Uh, oftentimes we are chasing after the things that we want, the happiness that we want. But let's, yeah. let's chase after what God wants for us. Yeah. Because what did, what did that scripture say? It says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ to do good works that God has prepared already for us. Yeah. So there are good things that God has for us. We just have to step into it by chasing after yeah. him. Come on, let's chase after God together. Yeah, sometimes that chase is, you know, for a car, for a house, for a white picket fence. We don't have them so much in Stockholm, but in other places we do, right? But let's change that chase to be about Jesus first and see what he will give us. Because he does say that if you chase me first, all the other good things will come from him, right? Yeah. Go ahead. And we have VBS coming up. We have a lot of opportunities in the fall, practically, for you to be able to invite your community to. Because community is not just us being together, but it's opening ourselves out. It's our arrows out, reaching out to the people that are around us. We have VBS. You can be inviting people to that. You can take some of the flyers, post it up in your hallway, in your apartment, uh, sending it out, to, whether it's so, through social media, saying, hey, come be a part of this. This is a, a great opportunity for your kids to know more about God. We also have Thanksgiving in Stockholm. Woo! Finally again, coming right? back. <laughs> Thanksgiving in Stockholm is coming back. It's a North American holiday, not just the U.S., but the Canadians also celebrate it as well. So maybe it's not North American because Mexico is in that, so we have to backtrack and correct because we're in Sweden and we want we to We can correct. all give Thanksgiving, yes. so we'll just all claim that <laughs> yes. holiday because it's a good one. Yeah. So uh, we have a team coming from the United States, not only to help us out with VBS, that's River Valley, but we also have a team from Clarksville, Tennessee, LifePoint Church that is coming in November to help us out with Thanksgiving in Stockholm. That's going to be in here, in this space. You will see tables just back and forth in here. Oh, uh, I think last time, well, 200 people, we got into this room. 220. To 220 yeah. to have Thanksgiving. So let's beat that. Right? So this is our opportunity as individuals. Say, hey, here's this thing. Come to me with, come have Thanksgiving dinner with me. It's not inviting them to church, even though we as a church are hosting it. It's a safe opportunity and place for you to invite people to just realize, hey, there's, there's more people around that I could become friends with. And then we'll just share a five-minute thing. Hey, we're Stockholm Community Church. Be blessed by this. And if you want to know more, we're going to meet here again tomorrow for church. And come be a part. Come check us out. So it's a great way and un. Uh, unthreatening, non-threatening way for you to invite your community, your co-workers, your neighbors, your family and friends to just come and say, hey, come meet some of these people that I hang out with every so often. So we have a little card for you uh, with a prayer focus for summer. Uh, and Brandon told me to make the print larger and now I wish I would have because uh, I can barely see what it says. No, I remember what it's it says. Up on the screen. Yes, it's okay. The first thing that we want you to pray for over the summer is your own intimacy with Jesus. We want you to really take this summer and set yourself up for the fall by anchoring deep into Christ, spending time with him every single day. If you want resources, devotionals, short videos, I mean, any of those kinds of things, grab one of us. There's so many of us that actually love this part. We love to have 
um, talks about, oh, what are you reading? Some of us are friends on the Bible app. I, I don't really interact on the Bible app. It's my time with Jesus, but I have friends and I see them. They make like scripture cards and they're reading new devotionals and things like that. If you want to be part of that, let us know and we will hook you up. This is not like an exclusive community where only some people are invited. That is not who we are. Everyone is invited to spend time with Jesus through these means that some of us are using. Everyone doesn't need them. But some people struggle, right? Sometimes five minutes of prayer can feel like two hours when you're tired or whatever. Uh, and it shouldn't be that way. So there's a lot of resources that we, can, that we can use. The second prayer focus is community with others. So these are our two, two points, right? So basically we're asking that you join us in prayer for these two points that we really feel that the Lord wants to forward in the fall. Community with others. How does God want you to reach your own community? We are spread out all over Stockholm. We live in different areas. We function in different areas. We play sports in certain leagues. You know, some of us have women uh, meetups, and, and we have our own spheres of influence, right? So we're just simply asking you, how does God want me to influence the community? Is it to bring them to church? Is it something that we can do for your community? What can we do for your community to be healthy? So that's the second part that we want uh, you to pray about. Yeah, we will partner with you to help reach your community. You come with ideas, we will equip resource, and we will join you in reaching out. I mean, I was challenged in the last few weeks by some folks about some things to do, so I'm brewing those th thoughts and processes in my head. But what is God brewing in you? What does God want you to do? It's not just, oh, I'll do what the church is doing. No, God has equipped it, what, what, what we just read. He's prepared things in advance for you to do. So God has plans and he wants to use you. So say, God, how do you want to use me to reach my community? All right, so these are, put this on your fridge, put it in the mirror in your bathroom. Just put it somewhere that you're going to see every day and just be praying with us through uh, our social media, through our Instagram and Facebook page. We're going to be putting up some, uh, some thoughts that go along this for this summer. So that way when you check in every so often on your social media, you're going to see that and be reminded. Maybe it's going to be a little bit more of a targeted specific focus regarding one of these two areas. But we just ask that you would join us. Could you do that? Could you join us in praying for these areas this summer? Yeah, thank you. So for the last part of the service, we just want to pray with you because we always want to give an opportunity to come up and receive prayer. Um, I think what we're going to do is just dismiss, and if Megan can play or we can turn on some music, uh, we're just going to pray over here. And, and today, I think we're just going to say that you can come up for any reason, but the two things that we've been focusing on all morning is, do you want more of Jesus? Do you want us to pray with you for more of Jesus? And number two, what are those amazing dreams that God has given you for your community and your sphere of influence? Now let's pray with that, uh, for you with that uh, area as well. So just reach out to us throughout these coming weeks in the summer. Yeah. Facebook messaging, uh, WhatsApp, I, in, iMessage for iPhone <laughs> users. Uh, if you don't have a phone number, if you don't have our WhatsApp contact or Facebook, you know, find us, come talk to us today. We want to be here to resource and be a part of what God is doing in you. So Father, we just come to you this morning. God, we thank you for this great time that we've been able to be together to hear from your word and just to get excited about what you want to do in us and through us. 
Lord, you want to, to grow us and to help us to become better followers of you. And you also want us to reach out to the community, the people that we're going to be around. So I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would touch everyone here today, this morning. Begin to plant dreams and visions of what you want for their life. So that way we as a church can partner and rally around them and support them and dream with them and cheer them on and root them on and say, yeah, go, go, do it for Jesus, do it for Jesus. Because we are here to support and love each other. Lord, and as we do that, we just entrust our future as Stockholm Community Church to you. God, this is your church. These dreams are for your kingdom, to grow your kingdom. And to let people in Stockholm know that they, love, they are loved by you. They are so loved by you. So use us, Lord, as individuals and use us as a church to advance and grow your kingdom and to share your love with those around us. We love you, Jesus. We ask these things in your name.